1: Hello, my fellow DDPY warriors. It is Wednesday night. It is 9 o'clock where I currently reside. At the DDP Radio Megaplex in beautiful downtown Raleigh, North Carolina. Tonight, because we just are so conscious of the environment, and, uh, and we've decided to offset all of our environmental causes by having the show tonight for the first time ever, completely powered uh, electrical by the Eruption guitar solo of Eddie Van Halen. Uh, I've got a jack to the speakers, which have converted into electricity and somehow is going to blast this all over the planet. So uh, thank you, EVH, for uh, for the, uh, the, the power supply tonight. And while I climb to the top of the DDP radio mega and stand on the top of the world, I look straight up to the Great White North, where deep in the distance on top of the biggest, the darkest mountain of all of Canada is my co-host tonight, Crystal Stewart and uh, I feel her power. Welcome to the show, Crystal. How are you? I'm great. How are you?
0: Uh,
1: I am good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. It uh, was one of those shows where I get here with like four. I mean, I was here like a half an hour early, ready to go, and in the last five minutes before showtime, I realized 20 things that I forgot to do. So (laughs) it's one of those... uh, Indiana Jones uh, entrance where I reached in and pulled my hat right through the door. And uh, but we made it, we're here, uh, and it's gonna be a fun episode tonight.
0: Yeah, it is. I'm really excited for tonight.
1: Um, absolutely. And I know you got uh, another awesome, amazing guest lined up for us tonight, as you've been doing. You've been on top of this thing, you guys have been poking. Uh, Out till December already full of amazing inspirational stories so tonight I'm really excited too because we got someone let me explain to you Alabama produced some of my favorite people I'm talking about the drive-by truckers I'm talking about beautiful Bobby Eaton. I'm talking about uh, so many others that I can't even access right now because I'm just still sweating and and puffing and puffing from flying in here (laughs) but tonight we have another chance to add another great Alabama icon To our show tonight and uh, give us a little insight on who we got to talk to tonight. Absolutely. So tonight
0: we are proud to welcome our friend, um, Ben Carson. So Ben started doing DDP yoga, um, or sorry, DDPY, April 2017. Um, You know, same, you know, a lot of things bring a lot of people to this program Um, For Ben, it was back pain, um, you know, and to just get in shape. And now he's a certified instructor, I believe. I think it was around November. And, you know, he, it seems like he's been here forever, but it really hasn't been forever. So, but goes to prove how much of an impact he's made and everybody knows who Ben is. So I am so super stoked to talk to him tonight. So, yeah, please welcome my son, Ben Carson. Hey,
1: hello. hey, hey, what's going ben, on? how are you, man? Hi, man, ben. let
2: me tell you, if I was any more amped up, I could be on top of the Megaplex running the electricity <laughs> along with Eddie right now. I'm just, <laughs> I'm so, I'm just, to quote the great American dream, Dusty Rhodes, baby, I'm living on the end of the lightning bolt. I'm. I'm feeling better than I have felt in a long time right now.
0: Oh, I'm so oh. excited that you're here.
1: I love it. I love it. Now, well, I'm you sorry. know, you won me over with the dream quote because that's one of my favorite ones. But uh, uh, so there's already, that's a good start to the show. But I got to get into <laughs> it because you've been here a while and I and we always ask the origin stories. What's your origin story? What got you here? And you know, a lot of people know who you are, but... A lot of people listening to the show are newcomers, people just coming in looking for some inspiration. So uh, clue us in real quick on your uh, GDPY origin story. What got you to the point where you thought, maybe I want to give this thing a try? Well, it was
2: uh, the end of 2016, November 2016. Um, my last grandparent passed away. She was basically the only grandparent I'd ever known my whole life. Um, all My other three, they all passed away when I was – very young, and when my grandmother passed away, uh, it kind of got me down. Me and her were very close, Uh, and after that, I don't know, I was just sitting around playing on YouTube. I was sort of depressed. I was already pretty bad out of shape. I was drinking way more beer than I had any business drinking. I was trying to compete with Stone Cold or something, but um, (laughs) I I was getting up close to the 250 mark, Uh, my back hurt really bad from a forklift driving accident in 2006 where most people that drive forklifts know forklifts have no shock protection on them. And I was driving outside one night and I hit a speed bump and jarred my back real bad and herniated two discs in my lower back and, uh, never had surgery on it and dealt with pain pill addiction off and on for a long time, uh, that was that was a road I'd already long overco- overcome. I'd, I'd gotten over that. But um, around early 2017, I was like, man, I, I've, I've got to get in shape, you know. Um, and so I was just playing around on YouTube one day, and I guess I was watching, I think it was a Where Are They Now? Wrestlers of the 90s video. You see a ton of those all over YouTube. And um, I saw what Dallas was doing. And then I Googled it, and then, you know, the miraculous thing that is artificial intelligence, it started showing up on my Facebook feed about two days later, Um, you know, those hidden advertisements and whatnot. And I finally gave it a shot. I pulled the trigger in April of uh, 2017 because I used, I remember I used the promo code EASTER17 for the uh, DVD packages, got started, instantly fell in love with it. Uh, and it was, uh, around October of 2017. I went to the PC for first or second time, worked out with Christina Russell. She thoroughly kicked my butt up one side and down the <laughs> other. That was the hardest workout I've ever done in my life. Um, at that time anyway. And, um, afterwards I see Garrett and Hayden sitting on the stage. Um, and I was talking to him and I said, you should sign up for, uh, certification you know if you're already doing workouts like this you need to get in on the certification and I didn't think anything about it at the time but you know a few weeks later I did signed up in November and passed my certification of May 1st 2018 I became the first male level one instructor in the state of Alabama um, and still am to this day and I've been just sort of, you know, out in the battlefield, fighting the battle, spreading the word every day since then. Not really anything else to tell other than I've made tremendous amount of new family members. Um, I've got to know so many awesome people. I've got to teach so many awesome people. And um, I, that's, that's about it. You just, if If anybody out there is on the fence about becoming a teacher, quit fooling yourself do it just just do it, man. What have you got to lose other than a few hundred bucks? Just do it
1: well that, that's that's awesome and that's amazing too and uh i I was just uh texting around with Garrett uh before the show tonight uh in between making jokes about Josh McAdoo occasionally we got to suck <laughs> down to some business. And he's been taking some time off from, from teaching because of uh, he's been sick, really, really sick. Like, I was worried about the dude for a while, but he went to the hospital with the doctor. I was getting things mean, cleared up, but he's getting ready and getting geared back into teaching again because I know he's been missing it. But, you know, with all the, the instructions and stuff, when you got to cough that bad, it's hard to get, you know, through a workout like that, and he's been down and out. So best of luck to my buddy uh, to Garrett, now that we mentioned him. Oh, hey, man. I love Yes, absolutely, and uh, I I love that story, and and I want to touch on this real quick because I think you hit on something when you were first starting that is interesting to me because – uh, you talked about the injury, and, and so many people come here to DDPY through some kind of injury or some kind of pain relief, and you talked about, you know, the painkiller uh, stuff and, you know, getting off of that. And in the States here, we've had such a bad, you know, opiate uh, epidemic, and oh most of gosh. those people it start – and in, I think that some of the you know people who are you know most of the people who start on that stuff are coming from legitimate pain, and they get prescribed these medications. And I I wanted to ask you, you came to that uh, the opiates through pain management, and you kicked them from what I've understood, but you were obviously still left with some pain. And I feel that a lot of people in DDPY and a lot of people in general can benefit from something like this, because when you get addicted to that stuff, you mask the pain, but when you get off of it, you're back in pain. And you've got to find different ways to manage it, especially with uh, the opiates being so out of control. Is that something you were conscious of when you were coming off of the, the pain medication of, okay, well now I still have pain. What am I supposed to do here? That That very much did. That played into – um, so I made the comment
2: I was drinking more beer than I should have been. And that was basically I just substituted one nasty habit for another. I was I was a junkie. I was a pill junkie, and I'm not afraid to admit it, for a long time, several years. I mean, when I hurt my back, um, my, my local doctor prescribed me 150 tablets a month, and they would be gone in two and a half to three weeks. Every time. I mean, I never took one. It was two and a half, two, you know, several times a day. And it's so easy to slip into that. It's like getting into a warm bath. It's so easy to get addicted to that. And I I regret every single day that I did it. But it's over now. And I was, you know, on top of that, I was in toxic relationship. It wasn't any good for anybody. It's nobody's fault. It's just two bad people being bad together. And it fell apart. Thank God. And uh, when I met my my second wife, my current wife, the mother of my babies, um, she has an absolute zero tolerance for bull crap, plain and simple.
0: And she she let
2: me know, she let me know right before I came through her door, don't bring that crap into my house. And I, I stopped at cold turkey. The power of love prevailed. Thank you, Jesus. He brought me out of that. But I gave I gave that up uh, and just started drinking beer and was, you know, that's where the belly came on. That's where the weight came on. And most people don't know this. But once your belly gets bigger, that more puts more pressure on your back and it makes your back hurt worse. And yep. you just sort of stay, you know, I tried to stay sedated, but I was still in pain. But I was staying sedated, gaining more weight, making more pain. And it was a vicious cycle. And finally, something, two gears in my head fell into the per- correct alignment. And um, there you have it. I, I finally came to my senses and said, you know, what? it might benefit me more to lay off the beer and the drive through Wendy's and, you know, all, you know, and just start trying to do a little bit better, try to invest a little bit in myself. And once I discovered DDP yoga, it was like, the floodgates opened and you know so much toxic crap got washed out when those floodgates opened and and then you realize hey if i move around and stretch out and start losing weight as well as tightening up some muscles my back doesn't hurt as bad and i have had zero surgeries done to my lower back and i have no more sciatic nerve pain running down my right leg my right hip doesn't light me up on fire anymore the last time i had x-rays my spine looked great so it works and i don't need pain medicine i don't need alcohol i don't i don't need any of that stuff
0: so ben when you go back and you think about everything other than losing Um, all of the habits that you had accumulated, um, what has been your weight loss success story? Have you lost, you know, a significant amount of weight or?
2: I I did. um, So I started at 247 was was my starting point in uh, April of 2017. Um, Right. The lowest I got down to that I can recall was 189 good job um, around 189 190 something like that and i don't really keep track of of weight no. anymore i have a scale somewhere my wife hid it from me she said i was getting <laughs> crazy with it so she hit it um bless her heart that woman is a saint she's a great woman um but yeah i i lost somewhere around the 50 pound area and um just taking that much off of your belly will make a huge difference into how your back and your hips function and feel.
1: Absolutely. Oh, that's that's incredible. You know, you you, you mentioned um, your your wife, and obviously, you know, when you're in the thick of things, when you're in the thick of the muck and, and just, you know, dealing with all the bullshit, you know, you've got to have somebody in your corner who's supportive, but also is not going to let you steamroll them with excuses. So many people yep. – uh, are, are are with somebody who's who's uh, out of their best interest just enables people or, or or just allows them to do their thing like she cared enough about you to put like you know put your foot down and be strong for you because so many people when they're going through addictions and stuff are surrounded by so many people who just either turn the other cheek or enable them it seems like your wife is somebody who's in your corner that can really fight for you and I, that seems to have been a huge huge uh game changer uh a lot she, of people she definitely has oh for sure and, and that's so important i mean
0: so many people wait for Absolutely. the rock
1: bottom moment, but people don't realize that rock bottom often has basements, and just yep. in and a lot of people don't uh hit bottom make and there's several bottoms. You've got to have somebody who's going to scrape you off of this floor and not let you fall completely down to the, you know.
2: That's exactly, exactly correct. And um, everybody always says, you know, this is the lowest point you can go. Until you are dead, there's always somewhere lower you can sink to. Yeah. And it's so important to have somebody there to help pull you out of the, get you out of the mud, you know. And and my wife, bless her heart, she 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 hit me with a saying one time. She said, "Ben Carson, an excuse, don't care who tells it."
1: Oh, and that's good. That was a slap in the face right there. That that's awesome. That's that's really it's really important. And obviously, she's encouraging of your 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 journey with working out and getting healthy and fit. Uh, I'm sure that affects your personality affects your, your, your happiness, your sense of being, when you get yourself healthy, your whole entire world gets healthier.
2: That's exactly correct. And, you know, my kids have
1: grown up watching me,
2: you know, do these workouts and they, they ride with me when I go out to teach my classes, which I'm so excited to get back to do. And I have not taught a class in front of anybody in over a month. And I'm so excited to get back to it. Um, but they ride with me, they support me, they love it, you know, and Christy is, you know, she she's the brain and the voice of reason, I'm just the ego out in front, you know, um, she knows I'm a loudmouth, she knows I love being in front of people, I'm, you know, used to play rock guitar in bands and stuff, so being in front of people is, that's my new addiction, that's, that's, what, that's what I'm really after all the time, is to get in front of people, and, you know, if I'm not playing guitar,
0: I can I can teach
2: DDP yoga, no problem You know That's
0: amazing So Congratulations. I we've come, Yeah, we've come Thank up you. with this question Ben, that, you know, for the last Few weeks we've asked everyone And I think You know, I'm really interested To hear how you would answer it um, What would old Ben Carson Say the new Ben Carson
2: Oh, wow uh, knowing how cocky I've always been my whole life, he'll probably say, I could do that. I just don't want to.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, yeah, no, um, I don't know, that's that's something I've never thought about before. What would the old me say to the new me? The new me, right?
0: It's a it's an interesting question and it opens up a whole realm of different things. And it really is the remover of ego when you answer that question because you're talking about where you have been to where you are now. So it takes a lot of stuff out of the mix. So it's very interesting yes. sometimes how people so Yeah. Yeah, that
2: that's about the best answer I could give you right there was I, I he would probably say I could do that, but then he wouldn't, he w- would not do it.
0: Now, but, um, as, being a, <laughs> as being a gentleman, um, when you first came across DDPY, um, did you say in the back of your mind that, you know, yoga, like really, is this for me? Like did that whole thought process? happen with you? Oh, I, I
2: definitely had some reservations about it. Did you? Um I did, I did. Um many different for different reasons. Um one was yeah, you know, you typically don't see men folk doing that kind of stuff.
0: Right. Um, right.
2: And then I, I had to I had to research it a little bit because um you know I got I got Jesus in my heart and I know how Yoga tends to lean towards other aspects of religions, and I didn't. I didn't want anybody in my church coming down on me about anything. And then I read up on it, and, and Dallas said, "You know, no, we, we took all of that crap out of it." So I was yeah. like, Oh, okay. Well, you know, we'll just I, I'll call it a workout. Then I convinced myself it was it was a workout instead of um, doing a yoga session. Just like yep. I can, you know, I, I have a huge, massive fear of needles, but I'm covered in tattoos because I convince myself they use a tattoo gun and not a tattoo needle. <laughs> um, so once, once you learn how to trick your mind, things become okay yep. sometimes.
0: Yep, I hear you with the tattoos. <laughs>
1: yeah, you know, being around a lot of a lot of wrestling people my whole life in locker rooms and stuff. Like I always used to go visit and stuff, and they'd be like, "Oh, you're still working with Dallas doing the the yoga." And they kind of like uh, give you a couple like little uh, you know laughs and stuff about the word yoga, but it's funny how quickly they get humbled once you get them down on the mat for a few minutes to, to try things out. You know, it's suddenly not just oh. a, a light stretch for them anymore. Quickest way to turn someone's mind around is get them on the mat. So, <laughs> <As> <laughs> That'll pretty my quickly. Brother.
2: Let me tell you, my my day job, I um, I work in a in a factory building gigantic. Logging skitters, big forestry equipment, these huge monstrosity tractors. So I'm, you know, a big, sweaty, greasy man surrounded by other big, greasy dudes, covered in oil and dirt all the time, and and I'm a yoga instructor. So imagine the crap I've had to go through and put up with <laughs> in, you know, it's in West Georgia right across the, the river from me. Redneck country boy that teaches yoga. So, yeah, I've had to That's I've had awesome. to definitely, you know, put up with some stuff over the years, but yeah, they've no seen knows. the prog- they've seen the progress, they've seen my transformation um and and they know, they've seen me, you know, a lot of them are on my uh Facebook uh page where I teach my live Facebook workouts and um and they've seen how hard it is. They haven't done it yet, but they've seen how hard it is.
1: Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's always, uh, you know, fulfilling and to, you know, turn people on that, you know, too, because let, let's be, uh, let's be frank. Uh, men like me walking into a yoga studio with a bunch of, you know, 105 pound women and in, in tight spandex and, and like tops and stuff. Like I don't fit in there. I, this is one of these things is not like the other. Even if I could work at the the best rate, <laughs> If I could do the best workout of the whole crew, I still wouldn't walk in there because I just don't feel home there. Uh, One thing about this, this program is also the home workouts, but also when you go to these classes full of people and like the ones that you teach or, you know everyone who's certified teachers i can find somebody who i feel comfortable to look at and be like hey i he looks like me he looks like a person i hang out with she looks like a person i hang out with you feel comfortable going to a class where a lot of times those those studios are a little bit snooty a little bit pretentious and someone like me in my my shorts and a shirt wouldn't particularly feel comfortable uh, you know, doing uh, sun salutations in front of a, a class like that—I wouldn't want to intimidate them, of course—but um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. We, <laughs> the the the, the, you know, the program started out as uh, yoga for regular guys, and and I think that really opened up the genre of itself, the yoga genre itself, to people who wouldn't necessarily be at home in a studio like that. Right. Yeah. Right.
2: Yep. Yep. And um,
1: the the only
2: other than the two places that I, I teach at, which I, I always teach for, um, I teach at my local city sportsplex is my city community centers. Um, cause I don't, I don't want to have to charge people 10 or 15 bucks a person to work out with me. If you're a member, it's free classes. They, you know, the city pays me whatnot. I'm not trying to make millions or, you know, turn it into a full-time job. I just do it because I love doing it. But the only other place I've ever been to, was the DDPY Performance Center, and okay. I remember, I remember the first time I ever went there. Um, my first class was with Christina. My second class I went to was with Renee, and she was fantastic. And that was when it really started to click on me of what kind of style I wanted to adapt when I became a teacher and i've i've worked with several other teachers i've i've done classes with shannon i've done classes with dallas and hayden and garrett and pat and arnitra um all all jim york i've had a class with him and everybody brings something different to the table my goal is always to be just as loud and high energy as possible so that not only are you physically exhausted you're also emotionally exhausted and all of that crap and Baggage and whatever junk you carried out all day is gone by the time I say and kick out. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. So I I really I learned a lot from Renee just taking that one class with her, and now um I got to tell her that she was one of my reasons for being a teacher at a at a summit one year, and it was uh you know she loved to hear that, and I'll always be thankful for all the other teachers that have helped me along the way, and uh, don't be afraid to reach out if you know any of these teachers that we have contact them if you need to if you need help that's what we're here for any anybody can you know message you know me message me anytime you need to if you have a question about it just just message me and ask um oh, but um and and set goals when I when I first signed up to be a teacher I had a goal and it was obviously to teach from the stage of the performance center. That was my goal was to teach a class from the performance center. And it took me nearly a year to do that, but I did it. And about goals is here's a saying I have for you, Crystal, you can put this on your wall. I won't charge you for it or nothing.
1: Um, (laughs) Is
2: when you set your goal, you have to be ready for everything that that includes when that moment happens because I had set the goal to be a teacher in the center of the performance center. I did not know that when that moment happens, I would have Hayden Garrett and Pat McDermott behind me on the stage, watching every move I was making. So when that moment of your goal gets realized, you've got to be ready for everything that goes with it.
1: Yep. I agree. Wow. I love that. That's, I mean, that's just great advice too. Um, and that's from somebody who's, who's been there and, and, you know, achieved that goal. And, you know, we talked about addiction early on and, and, you know, from what I know about the 12 step programs, the number one thing at the end is giving back to the people coming in after you That's such a huge component of the DDPY program. So many people get to where they want to be, or they get somewhere where they feel confident enough that they feel like they could start giving back to the newcomers. Um, Every time since I've started, I've been here since 2011 uh, back when it was YRG on DVDs and, uh, I was uh, inspired by Arthur before there was an Arthur video. Arthur was just coming in, and and Stacy Morris, and we were you know on the on the team DDPY page, and then that generation inspired the next generation. Then I had some success, and I started you know seeing other generations coming through, and it's just one of those cycles that people who are doing well or are succeeding helping the new people come along. And with the certification program, you know DDP always says there's always some place to go if you think you have got this down then give back, you know, help people who are coming in start teaching. Uh, and it's such a, an awesome step because, uh, you know, DDPs at the top. He's the spokesperson. But all the meat and potatoes is done down here with the instructors and, and the newcomers and people giving back and, and, and transmitting the inspiration, advice, or, or tips, or goals. Um, how have you found that? And how do you think, um, you know, giving back – uh, compares to the people who were there helping you when you first started oh man, uh, I think of it as so
2: I think that us instructors we're we're like generals in dallas's army. It is our job to be out there on the front lines with the new people, and even with some of the people that have been around a long time, i've got a very small circle. Of of DDPY brothers and sisters That I talk to On a very regular basis um, I'm not going to try to name All of them right now Because knowing me I will leave a few out But they all know who they are And uh, you know I love them very dearly And we talk And I've been to visit Many of them And um, matter of fact September 11th Of this past month I had shoulder surgery And when I got home From the hospital Shortly after that John Ray was at my door and he spent the night with me Just to make sure I was okay
0: um, He's awesome So
2: he, I love him very dearly He's a very very good friend of mine um, But Yeah and, and all of those Old cats that guided me When I first started You know I feel like I'm one of them Now and as as The territory that comes with that Is you have to help the newer People so you know I reach out To people and and trying to make sure everybody's staying on the right track. Uh, I have a bunch of students that that really, really, I've been watching closely and and seeing their progress. You know, um, LJ and Amanda Johnston come to mind. Stacy Podgorski comes to mind. They're you know watching watching what they've accomplished over the past few months has just been incredible to see. And you know me and guys like. Travis Mahaffrey, my brother, I love him a lot. He's an amazing teacher, and he's, he's out there just like me, just trying as best as he can to get as many people as possible on the road to healthier life, better quality of life, and just enjoying every day. The sun's out shining, man. Get out there and smile in it a little bit, you know?
0: And I love I love that you say that because you know what we all seem to be subjected to a whole lot of doom and gloom right now so to be able to know what will change your mindset and for me just the the atmosphere of being around everyone wow it's really contagious because really if you're having a down moment people will let you kind of experience that a little bit, but then they'll tell you, okay, you've had it, now get on the mat. I mean, you're always exactly held, Right? You're always held to a standard around here that, you know what? Okay, you've had your pity party, now let's get on with it. So there's that always mean, someone the, that's going to push you to the next level. The people in
2: DDPY have a, a way and a tendency, especially if they really know you on a, on a personal level, they will grab you, shove you in a mirror, and say, now tell me how much of this crap you're dealing with is self-inflicted and how much of it is not. And you're like, well, I I guess I'm doing it to myself, you know. Yeah. And 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 you need that. You need that in life. There is nothing better for you than, than a good friend or a good spouse or somebody like that that will grab you and say, would you wake your butt up?
0: Yeah, see, now Mike and I have talked about this, Ben, on the show, I don't know how many times, because you always need someone in your life, regardless of who it is, whether it be a spouse or a friend or your children or whoever, but you always need someone in your life who is willing to call bullshit on whatever stunt you're trying to convince yourself of or, you know, whatever situation you're stuck in. So it's important for someone to say, you know what? I don't like what you're doing. I know you're better than this. You need to do X, Y, and Z. Let's go. We'll do it together. And yep. that's very much the situation around here. You know. Yep. Yeah. Nobody falls in a yep. rut and is left there. We all get up.
2: <laughs> My wife has a h She she has a tendency to say, uh, "Yeah." And how had that work out for you?
1: Yeah, but you know we're we're all here for a reason. We all want to better our lives. That's why we stick around here. You know, you know, when you're making mistakes and making excuses, they always say, you know, you can lie to everyone, but you can't lie to yourself. I say that's a bunch of bull. I can lie to myself better than anybody. I can lie myself. I can make excuses for myself. I can tell myself it's red when it's green. I can just. You know, I can do all of that. Sometimes you need somebody to cut through your own BS, and I'll be honest with you. There's certain people that could say something to me that could get them slapped in the mouth, and there's certain people that I depend to say things to me. You you have to have a certain kind of relationship with me to really call me on my BS, if I'm going to be honest. But those people who you know – that are coming from a place of of concern and not just trying to like run their mouse, you know, know, those people are, are are few and far between. And those are the people that I know that I can count on because when I really need it, they're the ones that can call you on it. Um, And you know, when I was here, started here, I'm not even joking. I could probably name all of the active BDPY participants off the top of my head at that time. You know, there was enough people where I could probably just recall them, roll call them. And as it's gotten so huge and so big, I, it's kind of baffles me. I can't wrap my head around all the people that are around and, and, and doing this. And I know that it's so cool though how people kind of just clump off into territories or clump off into groups of friends. And it makes it break down so much easier. Instead of this big world, you have your circle of close people that you know you can count on and trust. And and, uh, those people end up becoming incredibly close to you. Um, I've got people that I've never even – I said it last week I've never even stood in the same room with some of these people and I count them as my some of my best friends and I don't do the internet friendship thing I don't trust it I don't I don't, I don't if I haven't looked you in the eyes I don't think you're a real person but it's so weird how some of these things are are just um it's just, you know, I've been jaded by all these weird documentaries and stuff, but (laughs) it's so weird how under this banner, like, so many positive people can be looking out for you, and I really barely even have stood in the same room as a lot of these people. Yeah, I
2: know what you mean by that. I was so looking forward to Summit 2020 this year, because the, uh, of course, I wanted to see all of my old friends, and I wanted to see some new friends, but I was so looking forward to finally meeting Scott French in person because he and I have been talking off and on for over a year all the time about everything. And I was, I was ready, you know, I wanted to meet him and give him a big hug and I wanted us to compare beards and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, and, and it didn't happen, but you know, Scott French is, he's, he's one of those guys that I want to look in the eye and, you know, and, and make that personal bond, with, him, you know, say, brother, I love you to his face instead of just texting it to him.
1: Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And, and, you know, I know that the, the 2020, uh, a lot of things uh, changed in 2020 for people. A lot of things were wiped off the calendar. I know there's a lot of people dealing with far more things than uh, bigger things than not being able to go to DDPY summit. It's been a heavy year for a lot of people. But with uh, yep. with that kind of things comes some kind of uh, invention or mother uh, – sorry, what I'm looking for. You know what I'm saying. Necessity is the mother of invention. Uh, so many people went online in 2020 and started yep. doing workouts on and started really just taking the bull by the horn and saying, you know what? I can't get to a class. or stuck here anyway, so let's just get together and do something. And, uh, you know, you were talking about how some of your workouts are, are online as well. Um, how have you kind of found adjusting to uh, all of the chaos of, of, of isolation and, and uh, all of this stuff while also trying to get across uh, the DDPY workouts and, and keeping yourself in shape with them as well? Um, Facebook Live was a
2: godsend. And uh, when I started it, there was very few people that were doing I think Travis might have been doing one uh, Kristen Nava was doing one and,
0: um, Marcel.
2: I, I, and Marcel. Yes. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, I love Marcel. He's a great guy. Um, yeah. and I, I text Garrett and I asked him, you know, what, what would be the, what, what are the boundaries for that? And he, you know, he told me what to do about it, how, how I could, you know, hold a public class. Cause I know licensing and copyright, that's a big deal. Um, but we, we got it all settled out and, and I, lo and behold, ddpy burning and earning with ben was created and very quickly i I forget the exact number it's like 150 or 200 people are on my page now and the classes were going great it was always the highlight of my day um hearing the feedback from it was was beautiful i loved it and just it was it was weird at first talking to a computer teaching a class to a computer screen Um, not knowing if anybody was listening, not knowing if anybody, you know, group of people could have been blasting it on the side of a building with a projector laughing at me for all I know. I don't know. But over time I got used to it and, um, and it helped me stay in shape, especially while I was trying to deal with this injury from back in March. um, When I got really good in shape for a summit and fell and hurt myself but uh, that's another story. But anyway, back to the Facebook classes, I, I love it. I, I can't wait to get back to it. I finally got the green light from my doctor on Monday to start working out so I can get back in shape and hopefully pretty soon relaunch DDPY Burning and Earning.
1: That's awesome. awesome. That's very cool. Uh, Crystal, can you take over one second? got to go swap up my headphones. Yeah, sure. mine These are completely not working. Hold on one sec. Yeah.
0: So Ben, I was just wondering. We have a lot of people that ask about um, people's journeys. Did you follow the eating plan and change your eating at all in order I, to? I experience? did.
2: I did. I really, really tried my best to eliminate as much processed sugar as possible. I never really went for phase phase two or three or anything, but I just I mainly tried to cut down portion size uh, eliminate processed food, try to get as organic as you could get, which is something my wife has always sort of been big about anyway, because pesticides are gross. Um, but yeah, just, just try to, and I followed for a long time, I followed the avoid white food, anything white, avoid it altogether. Um, and, and bread and soda. I can't, if you handed me a a can of Dr Pepper right now, it would make me gag. It's just yeah. it's so thick and just over the top syrupy, uh, you know. And yeah, so that was that was the eating plan I tried to go to. Um, I didn't really try to go. I did try to eliminate um, cow's milk. I didn't eliminate eggs, or or um, I cut out some cheese. I went with, you know. More organic made cheeses and whatnot, um, but that's that's what I did. I, sw- you know, you, and small changes like that, just going to almond milk, it, it does wonders for you. You know, cow's milk just it makes me feel so sluggish and icky yeah. all the time. And uh, so that was what I did, and and I learned to really value and appreciate eggs a whole lot.
0: Isn't it funny how? You didn't know how bad you felt until you started to feel better?
2: Yes, absolutely. Yeah, And uh, pork was another big one I cut out, too. I, I, I yeah. eliminated pork because um, pork and catfish. Catfish is one of my favorite foods of all time. But when you when you eat an animal that's a bottom feeder, like a pig or a catfish, you kind of take in what they've been taking in, and it just yep. – makes you feel sick
0: too. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. So, you know, it's Check interesting. It's
1: Sorry, go ahead, Crystal.
0: <laughs> no, I was just saying to Ben, it's, you know, food at its very basic level is fuel. It's not something to fill a void. It's not You know, it's kind of funny how we all fall into this trap of you know not being very mindful about what we're putting in so that's a huge step. I'm really proud of you Ben.
2: Yeah, it it really if you sit down and read that's that's the beautiful thing about um getting the DVD, get the whole big combo set is you get the how-to manual that powers this whole process. And yep. and I can't stress the value of the manual, you know I'm not going to like compare it to the Bible or anything, but it's very, very important with any program or any, any piece of equipment that you buy, there comes a manual with it. And to fully comprehend how this
1: program works, you need to read the book.
0: Yep. True. I I, agree. I heard
1: you guys talking about, you know, diet and food and stuff uh, earlier. And, and I, I got to talk about this because, you know, you talked about all these things you were making you feel like garbage. You weren't feeling good. You cut out stuff out of your life. You know, it's, it's, it's easy to cut things out of your life if you want to just, or, you know, say you're going to or what have you. But when you really start listening to your body and really kind of taking notes and uh, for a long time there, I was feeling terrible. Just constantly just, I mean, I wasn't sick. I wasn't injured. I just didn't feel good. I felt gross. I felt sluggish. And when you start paying attention to when that stuff starts kicking in and you kind of listen to your body and say, well, I ate that and felt like garbage, but I ate that and I didn't feel like garbage, there really is a way to fine-tune your body and fine-tune your diet. And once you start removing those things from your diet and from your life and they come back into your life and you recognize that feeling again, it's a lot easier to kind of quit them because – why am I going to put this in my body if it makes me feel terrible all the time? When you have that like distinction of knowing how you feel with and without things, it really does kind of clarify, like, I don't need that and I don't want it. And nothing makes you, you know, more apt to continue something than if you're feeling good doing it. And when you don't do it, you feel garbage. Why would I continue Mm -hmm. doing that? It seems like you really took time to figure out your diet, what works for you and what doesn't.
2: Yeah, it's, it's very, the hardest part about it that I, I discovered was tricking your tongue. You know, salty French fries and cheeseburgers taste so flipping good all the time, but they make me feel bad and they slow me down and, you know, make me bloaty and gassy and whatnot. But they taste so good, so I'm going to go back tomorrow and get another one. But tricking yourself to eating a, you know, a salad or, you know, some fresh vegetables or just, you know, have a, have a, a smoothie or something like that instead of that 2,200 calorie meal, you know, it, it takes a long, it takes a lot of practice. It's not an overnight thing. You, you know, there's a strong chance. You're going to stumble. You're going to relapse. You're going to convince yep. yourself you know, I, it's my cheat day. I can eat what I want to. Well, when you eat 8,000 calories of sugar and carbs on a cheat day, it takes you about three weeks to work that off. You know what I'm saying?
1: Mm-hmm. You know, um,
2: yeah. And, you know, once you convince yourself that the good food is usually bad, then then things start to click. You know, it's it's like... The most beautiful woman on earth. You got to convince yourself somewhere. Somebody is probably tired of her and her crap. You know, you got you got to convince yourself of stuff like that in order to keep yourself on the straight path. You know.
1: No. You know what? It becomes. Oh, sorry, Crystal. Sorry.
0: No, go ahead, Mike. Please. No, you go.
1: You go. I insist.
0: Um, I was just gonna say I have a quote that I have. Back to the fridge and it says basically because we have two fridges in our kitchen and one is <laughs> my husband's because it's all the stuff he's a meat and potatoes person me not so much I'm all vegetables and all that other stuff and on my fridge there's a quote that says um, whatever you do always remember you'll never be able to out exercise your fork
2: that's true
1: Yep. I That's Crystal very, I just very true. I, I love that quote first of all. But I also want to say I I this may be my own prejudice, but I instantly assumed you had two fridges because you Canadians have to store up for the winter. Like like <laughs> hibernating bears. I wasn't gonna say anything, but I was thinking that too. Okay, knock it off, you two. There's one up on a gas-powered
2: fridge.
0: (laughs) Knock it off. No,
1: actually. It's going to be six months since we can get to the store. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I apologize. I apologize for the dinging, uh, Garrett. Who suddenly, for, for some reason, I talk to him constantly, and he knows I'm on the air Wednesday nights at nine p.m. But decides to text me fourteen U two songs in a row. So, uh, Garrett, if well, you're listening, he, stop texting me. He knows that you're talking to me,
2: so he's going to do his best to disrupt that because he and I <laughs> are mortal enemies. So, oh, cool.
1: there, here we go. Yeah.
2: <laughs> he'll te- he'll text me up out of the blue sometimes and say, Hey man, I don't need anything. I just want to tell you to go to you know where, you know.
0: <laughs> <sighs> oh. No, I love I very dearly.
2: Yeah, we have a very strong K Fabe hate of each other.
0: Oh man. <laughs> uh well
2: he's, Good he Lord. just I, I know so well. I sort of became his um, unofficial substitute teacher at the PC after I got certified and, and whatnot. Um, I think when he went to All In and then when he went to Fighter Fest in, in Jacksonville, I had to. I, I didn't get to see the shows
1: because I had to go substitute for him. Uh, well, it's one of those things. Like you said, once once you make that you make your goal, you got to live with what the goal brings you.
2: And, and uh, yeah, I All In I would, was. I wouldn't trade it for anything. It was it was it's it's been an amazing ride and um the one of the crowning moments that I've I've had one of my best achievements um two of them have happened for me at the performance center. One of them was um, a lady came up and said, "Hey Ben, I just wanted to to let you know that you're one of the main reasons I had for signing up to be an instructor."
0: Ah, and
2: that that made me cry in my in my truck after I left. I, I got in my truck and I cried about that one. Um her name is Noelle and she is an amazing teacher now. She's on Facebook all the time teaching. And um the other one was I was teaching a class and uh when I got out, King was at the front desk and he said, Um, so did you see him? I was like, What are you talking about? He said, Dallas was back in the kitchen watching you for about 20 minutes today.
0: <laughs>
1: That's awesome. Uh,
2: no, I did not see him in there. And then <laughs> Dallas came out of a meeting and said, you know, slapped me on the shoulder and said, hey, kid, just wanted to tell you you did a good job. You know, and, and awesome. so the
1: rewards
2: will come if you put in the work.
1: That's right. Now... that's, that's incredible. And those two goals, you know, just getting that goal is huge, but you know, there's always some place to go and you you are pressing the boss and people literally doing this because of your lead. And that's pretty special too. Um, And I got to ask you, you know, looking back, we talked about old Ben, you know, when you were in the muck, when you were dealing with the addiction and, and the drinking and just the pain and the agony and just all of the crap that goes along with it, if you would have looked 10 years down the road and someone presented this opportunity and showed you where you are now, what would you have thought? Would you have believed it? Could you ever believe that you would have pulled yourself that far out and to be where you are today? I, I don't think I would have ever believed it
2: in, in a million years or a million lifetimes simply because um, I – I couldn't smell the sewer because I was so covered in crap. Yep. So yeah, I don't think I would have seen it um, when I was when I was popping, you know, like crazy, trying to trying to kill myself. You know, I was. I, I how am I how am I trying to say this here? Uh, I didn't really look much past the day I was living or I'm not going to say living. I didn't look past the day I was alive and awake.
0: Ex- existing.
2: Yeah. Cuz that that wasn't living, brother. If that was living, you could have put a bullet in my head then and I wouldn't have cared. That that was not living. That was just being above ground. And uh that was nobody's fault but my own. That was I'm not I'm not going to lay blame on anybody. Um that was all that was all me doing what I thought was necessary at the time. See that's that's how your mind tricks you and that's how that's how life can get at you, um, is, is it tricks you into thinking that the poison you're causing yourself is necessary. Right. When it when it's absolutely the opposite of that. You know, you're you're stumbling trying to find um trying to find the light switch in the dark but people you love are there on the light switch trying to tell you just let me turn it on for you and you're like no no I don't know I can do it myself brother you can't do that crap by yourself that's, I'm sorry I'm, I'm a on soap a soapbox
1: prof- preaching no not at but you know that's a profound statement but also I gotta congratulate you because you know, DDP Yogo is a help. Diamond Dallas Page was a help. Your wife was a huge help and an inspiration. Your your kids, your family, your, your life. But ultimately, you put in a lot of work to get here yourself. Like you put in a lot of effort. And I'm I'm sorry. I, I came from a town in New Hampshire where uh it was the largest outbreak of opiates Ever, I have a buddy of mine who was on EMTs that they'd be every hour they'd be dragging a body out of the house. You Uh, were one of those guys that You were one of those guys that pulled out of that, and a lot of people didn't. And you're living a life now because of all the support and your health and your faith and your DDPY and your wife and everything. But all because you put in a hell of a lot of work in the process, and that's to be commended as well. So congratulations, man. That's a huge, huge accomplishment, and I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're, you know, spreading that positivity and, and kind of turning it around and giving it to some other people who, you know, may need a little bit of the hope that uh, you know you got from so many people when mm-hmm. you were in the funk. So congratulations, man.
2: Well, I thank you so much for that. That means a lot to hear you say that. Um, I, I try my best to uh, stay as positive and uplifting every minute that I'm alive. Um, several reasons. One of them is you never know who's listening. You don't know who yep. needs help so you want to be as bright as you can be all the time all the time uh that's that I, I don't ever get commented on my workout skills as a teacher but i always get commented on my energy as a teacher um that's probably not true i'm just making that up but that's one that's my number one thing i get <laughs> i get complimented on is my my energy my positivity and i take that to the maximum Every time i'm I'm around anybody, it's because you know if somebody's having a crappy day you, you want to try to help them out as best you can. That's what we're put on this earth to do is to help each other. Yep. We're all in this together, so yep. why why would I just leave you alone if you're over there, you know sulking, sitting in your own urine and whatnot why Why would I leave you there we We got to help each other out. And I've I've I learned my you. confidence my confidence has gotten strong enough over the years. I've I've learned to you know call people you know on their stuff. You know, and, oh, I'm sitting here and I'm like, brother, you, you're okay. Just get up. Let's get through this together and move on. And well, that's what you we're know, all but, supposed to do.
0: It's just like that quote that I say all the time, Ben. You can't get off. You can't get on your feet. Until you get off your ass. Exactly. Right? That's
2: and like I an love one, up right of, there.
0: one of the biggest things that I love about you, Ben, is that you made an active choice to make a difference in a better way for yourself. And through helping yourself, you're helping so many other people. And that, my friends, is part of what makes you so amazing.
2: Well, I, I very much appreciate that. I I try to think of it as, as symbiosis. As I I need to help them, but they need to help me to help keep me yeah. accountable. Because I'm just going to say, I'm a lazy SOB. And, you know, if I stop, <laughs> then I stop. You know, so I, I need I, I committed at one time during a five-day span I would teach seven classes in five days. And I did that for nearly a year because I needed to keep myself accountable. And, you know, ultimately I started to get a little burned out. So I slowed down a little bit, but because I I, I have a, I have a fear, a deep fear in myself that if I stop, I'm, I'm just done. So I need, I need people to keep me accountable. So I commit to teaching like crazy just because I want to help them. But at the same time, that reciprocates, and they help me by keeping me accountable. So it works out for the best.
1: Yes. Well, they are just about to kick us off the air here. I can't believe it went by so quickly. I want to thank you for coming on with us, man, and I appreciate it. But real quick, I want you to give uh, your your Facebook page, social media, website, whatever it want to be, if anyone wants to check out your classes when you get back up and running again.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Please go to... On on your search bar on Facebook, just type in DDPY burning and earning with Ben, and it'll take you right there. Ask for a a request, and I'll get it, and I will request. I'll let you in myself personally. And um, I'm I'm getting stronger every day, so I hope within the next two weeks uh, I will be back to full strength teaching classes again. Um, I had to go on undergo shoulder surgery. And I'm just about recovered from that. So there you go.
0: Awesome.
1: And and an official warning. I want to let you guys know that be careful because the energy is contagious to the computer screen. So you might catch them. But we appreciate you, Ben, (laughs) man. We appreciate you coming on, man. And and good luck to you. And Crystal, let's get us out of here with a good quote this week. I know you gave us a couple, but I know you got one more deep down there to fire us off in the next week. Thank you guys so much.
0: Thank you doesn't come from what you can do. It comes from overcoming the things that you once couldn't do.
1: That's perfect.
0: Heck yeah.
1: Well, Thank you, Ben. Thank you, Crystal. Thanks, thank you, ben. Garrett, for blowing up my phone and screwing up my outro, but we will see you guys <laughs> soon. Uh, see you. guys. guys will be back next week. Ben, awesome job, Ben. Good luck on your recovery. and Good luck on your getting thank your shoulder you. back in in place. I've had that done, and it's pretty brutal, so... I know that that's a long recovery. So, But if anything, make sure you rehab with putting the TDPY because that changed my game. So we'll see you guys soon, and we will be back next week. You guys checked it today, man. That was a great workout, man.
2: The power bomb set up by face! Oh, the diamond cutter!
1: I don't believe it! Diamond wow. cutter out of the power bomb